now, from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapade listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie and Matt. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 758, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. If you're looking to book a trip, we'd be glad to help. Just text Vicki, Matt, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, and we would be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. And if you can't tell, this is Stephanie. I promise I'm in here somewhere. I am just struggling to talk. Um, I lost my voice today. So this is what we got, guys. Stink. I just hope you don't get COVID. Well, you've had it, so you should be fine. Had it, and we've tested for it, and it's not it. Not this time. I got my flu shot today. I was thinking if we had COVID twice in a month, that would be, that would be, make me really angry. It would be like the president. He had it, supposedly, twice in a month. Twice? Yeah, I knew the once. Yep. So before we get started, I wanted to let you guys know Matt is new to the Moscapades podcast. If you listen to our Friday show a few weeks back, Kaylee and I chatted with him. Um, He's just been a listener and had texted me and said, hey, I love all things Disney. And I'm like, hey, you want to come on the show with us? And he did. And now he's with us at Your Story Travel Company. So that's amazing. So you'll probably be hearing from him uh, more because I'm sure... He'll be happy to be on. And I'm sure that my husband and my son are going to be happy to have another man on the show. It's been a while since other than one of them getting on, hopping on from time to time, Joey or Brad. But so welcome, Matt. We're glad to have you at Your Story Travel. Thank you very much. And um, I don't know if you were on Facebook today, but we got another man. Now he's been around forever and that is Andrew and I'm sure Andrew's listening because he listens all the time, but he used to live in Kansas City and he's a police officer and then they moved to Florida and now he's here too. So two new guys in the agency. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty exciting. So this past Saturday, October 1st was Epcot's 40th anniversary and um, all the stuff I was reading said guests were really disappointed that Disney didn't make a bigger deal about this celebration 40 years um, because they had done so much for the Magic Kingdom's 50 years and that's like a 10 year difference. It's not something to sneeze at. So they had a small list of things planned. They had a D23 mixer. Obviously it'd be a D23 um, participant or person to do that, pay your dues. Uh, limited edition merchandise and some limited time snack offerings. I ironically was there, <laughs> but not in the park. I was right outside the park. And for the 40th anniversary, I didn't have a park ticket to go in, but we saw tons of people at our resort and both when we were on the Skyliner waiting for the Skyliner signs, they were carrying the 40th anniversary signs. And if you remember Miranda from the show, she was at Epcot for the 40th. She actually did have a park ticket and she was enjoying some of the festivities. I'm surprised they didn't do a bigger hoopla about this as well because they like to overdo everything. I mean, Disney, wasn't there like a Disney Plus day? Yeah. They went all out for that. The 40th is a much bigger deal. Well, in Epcot, I mean, the whole reason Walt Disney World Resort exists is because Walt wanted to build Epcot. It was all about Epcot. So maybe Epcot got a little more love. I mean, not that they did a ton for the 50th, but uh, I mean, Epcot's the whole reason that resort is there. 
Yeah, what a bummer. I was confused. They're confused too. I don't know, too busy, who knows? <laughs> they dropped the ball there, because you know Disney loves, I mean, on our last trip, Keith was like, Disney is making merch out of every little thing. Yeah. Like the Mickey bar, there's like people with Crocs that have Mickey bars on them, and he's like, they are merchandising every single thing. And I'm like, yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> they make money on whatever they can. Hilarious. So it kind of surprises me that they weren't doing more for the 40th. Yeah, I forgot to wear my Minnie Mouse shoes today. My Minnie Mouse Crocs. Do you have Mickey bar Crocs? I do not, but it was red <laughs> day today and I should have totally, I even sported oh, the, yeah. the Cardinals Mickey Mouse shirt. Two in one for that one, huh? I know. It's actually three in one, Cardinals Mickey and red for red day. Okay, so guys, have you heard about this one? Classic Disney character is going to get its own movie. Do you know who it is? Vicky does. I do. Yep. Figment. Woohoo. Figment. I know. So Seth Rogen's company, it's called Point Grey. They're producing um, this project with Dan Hernandez and Benji Summit. The last two were the duo that wrote Detective Pikachu. This is great news because we have a lot of Figment fans out there. And we're wondering if maybe this might mean that Epcot is going to give an update to the current journey unto your imagination with Figment. What do you think? It'd be nice if they did. That ride needs a little more, uh, a little more magic. And if they do the movie kind of like how they did the Pikachu movie, I could see that being pretty good. Like anything that brings Figment to life, he's like the, the park icon is shoved to the corner. Like time for Figment's moment to shine. Yeah, and he does have quite the following. Like there are a lot of big fans. Yeah, if you're gonna wait six hours for a popcorn bucket, like that's proof of the putting that Figment has stay power. Uh huh. Um. And I'm going to be the devil's advocate and say, as an educator, the fact that they wrote Pikachu, anything, makes me not want to go see it because I get tired of taking Pokemon cards away all day at school because the kids are playing with that this year. Oh, it was horrible last year. And no issue last year. This year, man. They got them in their desk and they think that I'm blind. (laughs) (laughs) All right, right, my turn. I'm going to do my first says and so. So a car was pulled from the canal at Disney's Hollywood Studios Friday morning. The car, which was specified to be an SUV, is assumed to be a getaway car that was used during a burglary of the Orlando Dollar Store. Sheriff's spokeswoman Michelle Guido stated that the car Friday. David David stated that the deputies said Michael Pickett, Havon Robinson, and Corey Staniels drove the vehicle to the store where they later smashed one of the windows. The affidavit states that the car was ultimately located in a lake on Disney property near South Studio Drive and East Buena Vista Drive, which would put it right between Hollywood Studios and the Swan Resort and Hotel. Deputies said they found the burglars in the woods shortly near after, and they reportedly wet, missing articles of clothes. My goodness. I, I Google Earth this, and they were actually ditched the car where the tollway plaza is at East Entrance. So they must have busted through the, the tollway plaza and then ditched it right at that canal where you come over on the skyline, right when you start to come down into the bus depot. Oh, my word. Yeah, pretty good. That's some good stuff. But where were their clothes? <laughs> I'm just like, for real? Why? <laughs> Where, where do they want to be and be thieves or if they're following dollar stores? It's like... That was the part that made me laugh the hardest when you said the burglary of the dollar store. I was like, come on. Could you have picked somewhere like has more value? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what does the Dollar Tree have that they want? Uh, amazing crafts. Yeah, family dollar. So it couldn't have had anything too exciting. Who knows? 
Oh my gosh. So we're going to talk about the elephant in the room, and that is the hurricane. No, we did not forget that there and Hurricane Ian came to Orlando. <laughs> we couldn't forget. <laughs> because Steph and I were there. And uh, Stephanie, I was supposed to tell you via our boss that we are no longer allowed to take trips during hurricane season because that makes her worry. <laughs> tell her, don't worry. I don't think I will be. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to give you too much of the information about the hurricane that specifically for us, because we're going to do a show all hurricane fun. Um, but we have enough to do a whole show. So I'm just going to talk to you about uh how Hurricane Ian made its way to Florida. It started, like, I think late Monday night is when I really started watching the news and seeing how much closer it was getting. I did see Steph on Sunday at her resort. We were having breakfast or brunch or whatever, and she asked me what I thought, and I'm like, I think we're going to be fine. It's just going to pass right over us. <laughs> um Needless to say, that that was not the case. Steph was blessed and got out of there, and I was blessed and taken care of. So that's about all I'm going to tell you about that. Um, there were flooding down trees and damage to homes in Orlando, which and the whole state, you know, the southern part of Florida. I just pray for those people because... It's so sad. Yeah, my cousin, I didn't even realize how close he lived to that area. I don't see him very often, but his whole street just got taken out. Um so I'm not sure where he's living, maybe with his brother who also lives in Florida. But they had to close the parks Wednesday and Thursday. Um, I do know that Universal's Jurassic ride or whatever. The Velocicoaster? Maybe, because the whole side of it was ripped off. So it was closed. And I saw pictures of the Hulk ride that used to to like skim over the top of the water um, when you were on the roller coaster. I've never been on that ride, so I don't know. But it was underwater. The part of the roller coaster was. And then um, SeaWorld was still closed when we left for the airport on Saturday night. It is open now. I have clients that just went there today. Okay, good. But I mean, I, I think that they got the most damage. I'm not saying that yeah. Disney didn't get anything, but I think overall of the three parks, they were the most blessed. I also think that they probably have the most set up system. And they very quickly, like they're able to fix stuff really, really fast. Um, all the parks are, they they just are, they're on it so they don't have to stay closed and can get open for the people who are still there. So a little bit of the damage that was done at Disney, um, the Contemporary Resort had some broken glass and a fallen panel. And that would be one resort at first when I was thinking like, which resort would I want to be stuck in? At first I was thinking, oh, like those, you know, the deluxe resorts. Mm -hmm. And then I thought about Contemporary and all that glass everywhere. And I was like, no, I think I, and it's like open. I'm like, no, I don't think yeah. I want to be there. No, thank you. Um, so it did have a little bit of damage. And then Caribbean Beach Resort in Riviera, there was flooding. Um, which in some places it was, you know, like that, the rope that is around the lake that kind of keeps the alligators and whatnot from getting in. <laughs> Shouldn't say the alligators, but you know, the creatures <laughs> from getting in. It also in. keeps the people from going in. Yes, that too. Um, it was like over that, the sand volleyball court completely submerged outside the entrance of the Riviera Skyliner. The effects of the Hurricane Ian were visible, like the pine trees were all leaning significantly. The lava pool at the Polynesian Resort, that beautiful pool, it was flooded and it caused it to turn green. Um, we heard that guests at Art of Animation could hear the loud winds outside of their room on Wednesday evening going into Thursday morning. But all in all, Disney's damage was far less than what we've seen, especially what we've seen in Southern Florida. Those 
photos are truly devastating and very sad and we do pray for you. It's horrific. On another note to get your blood boiling, uh, a debate was found on Reddit this week. It seems that some guests were recently visiting Walt Disney World and they witnessed a lack of kindness on Disney transportation, especially on the buses. This guest watched as teenagers and youngers took up seats on the bus while elderly guests were left to stand and hold on to the poles. This guest stated that parents should raise their kids right to respect their elderly. Disney asks guests to please, you know, please be considerate and give up seats for elderly or people with disabilities. This post, of course, brought all kinds of comments for and against. One person commented that if you can't walk a lot or aren't capable of standing on the bus, you might want to choose not to go to Disney. Another commented that Disney is for all ages and why should they give up the magic because they are aging. Of course, it went on and on. What do we think about the Disney transportation? It, it makes me so angry when people don't offer their seat. I've witnessed this, unfortunately. Uh, when my wife was seven and a half months pregnant, so she was hurting at the end of the night, Magic Kingdom, I'm standing holding one of the boys, she's sitting, or she she was standing and no one gave up a seat for her. And it was like an old man that gave up his seat. And I made it known that like we appreciated that. And I mean, this simple human common decency. Right. You respect your elders or, you know, or someone's pregnant or someone, you see anyone that looks like they need help. It's your civic duty to stand up. You know, stand up and give them your seat. It's not that hard. Like you're not depriving anyone of any magic by giving them your seat. That's uh, that's pretty low. I just don't understand. And I was I was really upset about the whole thing where they said if they can't walk very well, they shouldn't come to the park. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. They probably have more money than us. They can probably afford to go to the park. My mom, she's always on a scooter. She can't walk the parks anymore. Her knees can't deal with it. So she shouldn't go. She shouldn't have memories with her family because she can't walk. Like, yeah, that's uh, that's it. pure ignorance. Yeah. It's just, a, that's a low blow. Yeah. And really rude. And I, I agree, having been pregnant and at the parks, people not giving up seats. And it's just, you're like, come on. <laughs> Again, I bet they would say, oh, well, you shouldn't be pregnant at the park. I'm sorry, I have other children who would like to go. It's people just totally forget how to be decent human beings to one another. And I do, I watch and I wait and I, I watch people who just look at somebody who needs a seat and then look, look away. the other way. And I eventually go, oh, you can have my seat. And as I say it, I'm staring at the people that I'm thinking, you standing right there next to me should have been the one to give up your seat, not me holding my children. But I'll go, I'll go ahead and stand up. It's fine. I don't know. So crazy. On happier news, this past Friday, September the 30th, Hocus Pocus 2 debuted on Disney+. Plus. And ironically, the my friends that I was with, two of the four of us had never seen it before, which is crazy to me that you never saw that movie, but not you specifically, my friend. And so on Thursday night, we watched the original and I was having parent-teacher conferences on the patio, which I will get into more when we talk about the hurricane. <laughs> and um, they, I thought it was funny because they're both like, I have no interest. It's a dumb movie. You know, I'm like, how can you say that if you've never even seen it? And then at the end, they're like, I'm so excited for tomorrow. And I said, yeah, imagine being us. We've been mating since 1993 um, to see the sequel. But anyway, but they, yeah, they were so, they were huge fans of it by the end. And they're like, it's so much cuter. I thought it was the scary movie. And it's just like the whole time in line for Haunted Mansion trying to convince them. This is not a scary ride. Haunted, it's funny haunted, man. It's not Vicky ran into a pole and got a big goose egg on her head because she wanted to make her future husband happy and go in a haunted house. It's not that kind of scary. Um, 
but I was really tired on Friday and I don't know why. You could finally sleep after being so nervous about everything. I guess. And I mean, at that point, I was not going home and everything. Anyway, I kept dozing in that movie. But what I did see of it was super cute. So last night, we, we watched it as a family. And the best way that I can say if you haven't watched it, because Steph, I bet you haven't had time, have you? No, I haven't. Matt, did you get to see it? Oh, yeah. We, we made a big evening out of it. So um, this was my view on it, and you can jump in when I'm done, but you need to think of it as two separate movies. It is a sequel, but I think of it more like Mary Poppins and Mary Poppins Returns, both great movies, but I don't think that they should be judged against one another because they're different because of the time. Yeah. I don't know, what did, what did you guys think? No, I agree. It's like the difference between New Hope and Return of the Jedi. They're similar in, in plot, but they're completely different stories. Uh, like, obviously, we're big fans of the first one, and the second one, I thought it was cute. You know, obviously, there's down points, but overall, like, at the end of it, me and my wife looked at each other and we were like, that was pretty good, and my boys loved it, so it, it was a good movie. Uh, I was actually about to talk about your daughter. So I talked to Kaylee today, and she oh. said that you don't have to have seen the first one. Right. Yeah. to have seen to watch the second. And I actually rewatched the first one this weekend because I wanted to prepare myself for the second one. And now hearing that, I'm like, oh man, I could have just, but it's been a while since I've watched the first one. So I wanted to just catch myself up again, I guess. Um, and now I wish I would have just jumped right in and watched the second one. So did you watch the credits all the way to the end, Matt? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yes, when they showed the cat and they showed that there's another candle. Yes. The first time I watched it with the girls, I did not. Because my friend said, there's still seven minutes on here. Seven minutes credits. We're not watching this. And then last night, I was just listening to the music, enjoying it. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's another part. And I paused it and Kaylee ran in here and watched it. And she's like, no, you <laughs> ended it well. Leave it where it is. And she said to her, it was like what they, Toy Story 3, 3 was wrapped up in a little with a little bow and it was done and finished and then they said oh let's make toys ray four she's like please please don't make hocus pocus three <laughs> they're but, gonna i'm sure yeah, i'm sure they will too because now they have a whole new following but that is one thing that she said she was excited about that when she did bet midler's birthday last year and she was like you know she was in hocus pocus and they were like what <laughs> so She's like, they'll know who she is now. You'll love this stuff. Yeah, another say it isn't so. <laughs> okay, so this one is about Pirates of the Caribbean, and we all know they've got that smell. I mean, it's in the stores, there's candles. It's it's the, the smell, the Pirates of the Caribbean. So a lot of people like to take things to the next level. We've heard about guests scooping up the water, taking it home, boiling it, and then cooking with it. Disgusting, right? Like, yuck. That's next level. <laughs> At least they boiled it. <laughs> I was gonna say, these people have just tried to one-up whoever did that. Most recently, a guest scooped up the water from the attraction and drank it straight from the boat. Straight from the source. Like, you know, whoop, just scooped up off the side of the boat and drank it. Ugh. This water is not in the least bit sanitary. It is, ugh. So dirty. They don't go around and clean that water. Um, it should not be. It, it should not be used to clean your hands with. 
It should not be used to drink. That is absolutely disgusting. Not to mention, we have told you time and time again, it is not safe for you to take your hands and stick them outside of the boat and into the water. There are tracks down there. Your fingers could get stuck. You could lose a finger, you could lose a hand. So people, you gotta stop this. Knock it off. You're gonna hurt yourselves. You're gonna get sick. This is gross. You're taking it too far. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're definitely gonna get sick. Uh, that's that's wonderful smell we all love is bromine. It's the cousin of chlorine. And I did a little research on bromine, and it is corrosive to human tissue when not diluted. And the vapors are toxic when inhaled. So when you're boiling off your Pirates of the Caribbean soup, inhaling that toxic vapor, <laughs> hallucinating about the pig man, like it's uh, yeah, people. That's a super fan right there. That's a dedicated super fan. Okay, that's a nice way to say it, Matt. <laughs> we call them um, people who have TikTok problems. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like a challenge to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is, I don't care who challenged me, I still would not drink that water, and I'm very competitive. It's a challenge to see who doesn't die. You couldn't even pay me. I will. Oh, Lord. All right. So here we go here. Walt Disney World Resort Splash Mountain celebrating one of its final birthdays on Sunday. The iconic water ride opened in Frontierland at Magic Kingdom, October 2nd, 1992, making the Briar Patch 30 years old. Splash Mountain will reopen as Tiana's Bayou Adventure in 2024 at Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World Resort, with an all new with all new details being revealed at D23 Expo in September. Walt Disney World Resort has announced, hasn't announced any commemorative Splash Mountain merchandise or 30th anniversary celebrations, no shocker. No closing date has publicly been announced for Splash Mountain in Frontierland at Disney World Resorts or Critter Country at Disneyland Resorts. Song of the South, 1946, the ride will remain the same at Tokyo Disneyland, though the park has recently removed the ride's theme, Zippity-Doo-Dah, from its music loop. This is one of my favorite rides, so I hate to see this ride. Thank you. I don't want to get into it too much because I've gotten hate mail over this. My son's room, I spent 200 hours muraling it. I'll send you a video of it, Vicky. It's all Splash Mountain. The turtles on their backs, the frog fishing on the alligator. Like this, uh, my first, like, oh, I got so many feelings attached to this ride. Just the ride and these whimsical characters, not this backstory, not the story from before, you know, my grandparents' time, like, yeah, it's I, I you know I get what the company's doing, but at the same time, it's gonna suck to see us right now. Yeah, it just it has a lot of childhood memories for me. Not I didn't know the backstory, which is why I got hate mail earlier. So I won't say too much more without someone sending me hate, more hate mail. Um, it's just my mom took me to see um, the Country Bear Jamboree on ice, and they perform the songs from this movie. <laughs> And I know that's crazy, but those are the things that we remember, and that's what connected us to Disney. Nothing crazy about it. I mean, Zippity Duda, that's like an iconic song related to Disney, and they're just like pulling that out of there. like Right. Uh, most people don't even know where that song came from. Nah, no, none of them do. You, you ask, you know, 98 people out of 100, what song of the South, they would be like, huh? Right. Yeah, my husband didn't know what it was until um, I got a copy of it from England. Yeah. You just have to have it. It's Disney. Yeah, either way, this I mean, this ride's iconic. You know, it's a brainchild of Tony Baxter, famous Imagineer. It's It's got everything perfect about a Disney attraction in one. And I hope they do it justice because that sprinkling that they gave us at D23 was a joke. You know, like, let's see some real details, maybe a, a lick of a song, some costuming ideas, like... 
they're going to get this done by 2024? I don't think so. Well, it'll be interesting since uh, that was one of the things that I hadn't seen. I don't know if you guys did. I was looking to see if anybody had been to Magic Kingdom um, since the hurricane to see about Tron because, you know, the whole cover was done and the canopy part and they were worried about the hurricane and I haven't seen any coverage of that. So hopefully that means it's okay. Yeah. I feel like no news is good news. That's right. Yeah. So I get to be say it isn't so. Number three. So there's a TikToker, Grant Sherrod, and he's putting out a plea to all Disney guests, but he said he wanted to specifically speak to women. So please don't think that we're being, you know, so don't send us hate mail. This is a story. Um, It started with a TikTok challenge, Steph. I know you're shocked by this. All about those challenges. Yeah, I'm not going to give this person any more um, coverage than she already did. She was the one that challenged people to dress provocatively so that you could see if Disney would give you a voucher to get some free clothing. And then... We talked to you guys a couple months ago, I think, and said they're not doing that anymore because now they're realizing people are doing it just to get free clothes. And I had never really seen the TikTok video that went with this, but this guy had linked it. They didn't, she didn't just get a free shirt. She got a free spirit jersey. Those things are $75, I know, because I own too many of them. <laughs> they should have got given her the most hideous shirt. Or the cheapest. the cheapest. Yeah, like, here you go. Next time, think twice. But um, so he stated, Disney is a family park. It's not Chippendales. Women shouldn't wear white shorts or pants with colored underpants or cheetah print underpants. He said that the cheetah print scarred him. (laughs) He also said women shouldn't wear leather or faux leather pants. It gave him a hot flash in the Florida heat. Uh, The rest of his comments can't be repeated because we are a family show. Um, But you can just imagine how he went on just from the little bit that I did read of his quotes. Uh, Disney guests, please realize you aren't going to a club or an adults only place. This is a place that's family friendly. Yes, feel free to dress cute, but Steph dresses really cute. Kaylee dresses really cute and they don't look like they're ready to go clubbing. Okay, Vicky, did you notice everybody wearing spandex on spandex? No, I did not see this. Oh, my Maybe goodness. Maybe I was oblivious. It was like most of it was like the same color spandex top and to spandex uh, shorts. Everybody was looking like Richard Simmons, like they came straight out of one of his videos. <laughs> it was all spandex. Every single person was like in a spandex jumper. That sounds uncomfortable. And it was so tight and hot and gross. And I'm like, and you're small. You could get by with that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm glad I have sons. <laughs> no kidding. We made a code for it and then we would like point it out when we'd see it. But I'm like, what? What is it? This is not comfortable. I know that it's not comfortable. <laughs> I just, um, I'm a larger person. I'm willing to admit that. And it could, you know, I'm sure it's a lot of the choices that I've made, obviously, because my daughter, you know, recently lost an exorbitant amount of weight. Of course, she's 25 and she's not my age. So that makes it a lot harder to lose. But there were several women that were me, my size or larger, and um, they were in um, biker shorts. And I'm sorry, people, I don't like to see my own self in biker shorts. So be kind to the rest of the human. I guess they just feel like it's their right. I don't know. They're very confident. They're very confident people. Well, spandex I, on spandex. That's all they did. Oof, that just sounds hot and uncomfortable. It was, it looked hot. Yeah. It looked miserable. That's what they're going for. They're looking hot. <laughs> Wrong kind of hot. <laughs> they wanted to look hot, but it was not. It was a fail for me. All right, guys. 
Disney World revealed that during those hurricanes, they lose $80 million a day when it has to close. So of course they were closed for two days. Simple math will tell you that is $160 million for the two days that they recently had to close their parks. Now, when they released that, some people kind of got upset and said that that was insensitive with that many people that lost their lives, their homes, their cars, their professions, like who cares about the money? Um, sorry, not their professions, their possessions. <laughs> um, they were like, Disney, who cares about the money? Um, but of course, Bob Iger, for the first time, handled things and I think in a very appropriate way. He sent out a message to all Floridians on Twitter saying that he was praying for everyone in Florida, including all of my former cast members, stay safe. So thanks, Bob Iger, for continuing to love on your Disney family and for not saying, I lost all kinds of money. I know. Yeah, I don't know why they felt the need to say that. That's kind of kind of bratty. I don't know. That was when I was still paying for my room. So um, <laughs> I was like, you're not losing any money. You're still charging me. And I didn't have a choice. I had to stay. Yeah. Well, all the park tickets they have to return and the fact that people aren't at the parks eating at like the fancier restaurants. And so there's, I mean, there's a ton of money. That's, that's a lot of money a day. Yeah. Oh, man. From money to food. We don't talk about food too much on the Rumors and News show anymore, but it's fall and we love some of the treats that are here for the season. Guests love the Pop-Tarts at Woody's Lunchbox in Toy Story Land, and here's the newest Pop-Tart. A pumpkin pie-filled pastry tart with marshmallow fondant, candy corn, and Halloween sprinkles. Yum. And you don't like those, you can always head over. It's also in Hollywood Studios at Hollywood Scoops near Tower of the Terror. They have the candy corn milkshake. It will be available through October 31st. The shake is candy corn flavored, topped with orange dyed vanilla flavored cake donut, whipped cream, spooky sprinkles, and candy corn. The Graveyard Cupcake returns at the Backlot Express, which is a fudge-filled chocolate cupcake topped with cookies and cream, buttercream frosting, chocolate cookie tombstone, white chocolate bone, and Halloween sprinkles. I saw a vlogger get that milkshake, and it looked amazing. Like, just this presentation alone was beautiful. And I think she said it was so-so in flavor, but it looked amazing. I ate at Beaches and Cream for the first time. Ooh. Um, I'll talk more about that on my trip report, so I don't want to ruin it but they had two really yummy looking things and I just wasn't hungry enough. I just couldn't get it. They're like, well, you could just get it for the purpose of your podcast. I'm like, and throw up that, you know, that just does not seem, <laughs> does not seem worth it. But yes, I agree that shake, I, they make everything, the presentation of everything looks so amazing. You just yes. want to buy everything. Mm -hmm. True story. So they did do this for the 40th, but I found this out later when I was researching, and that is they lit up Spaceship Earth for the 40th anniversary on October 1st. Epcot opened on October 1st, 1982, which I don't know. Were you two even born? No, I don't think so. Yes, I was two. Oh, okay. Well, that makes me feel a little better. You're the same age as my cousins. Um, the show opened with Tapestry of Nations, and the soundtrack for the light show included Listen the Land, New Horizons, and the original journey into imagination music and we go on from illuminations reflections of earth the points of the light were used to form the epcot logo on spaceship earth and in true disney fashion it was spectacular um i think that i saw part of this i'm not sure but i think i did i think they were practicing it the night before i watched it on youtube and it gave me more feels than enchantment like the very end when Walt cuts in, he's like, we call it Epcot. It's just like, oh, they got you. Like, yeah, all those different themes. Like it was, I love those lights on this spaceship Earth. Like it's, it looks so awesome. Like that's one of the best beacons they did for the 50th by far. 
yeah, I'm glad that they did it. And I'm Brad's just keep saying, I hope they keep that. I said, I think they're planning on it. Oh, they better. Right. They'll have some upset people if they don't. So we all know that Tuesday, October 4th, was supposed to be the return date for Lilo, Stitch, Mickey, Pluto, and Pluto at Ohana at the Polynesian Resort. Normally, when I start something off like that, I say things have been pushed back, but that is not the case. Disney actually had all of the characters come on Saturday, October 1st, and surprise all of the guests with their beloved characters during their meals. They even did the parade that they do that goes around the restaurant where the kids play the maracas and they're led by Mickey. Um, and then the restaurant is like booming with the Hawaiian roller coaster song from the movie Lilo and Stitch. It's so super cute. Lucy got to lead that parade. Um, so imagine being there and it being a surprise. You didn't even know that they were going to be there. How extremely exciting. So thanks, Disney, for bringing back the magic and having those characters come back to the dining experiences. You know, I love my characters and my character dining. I know I was sad. I wished it would have been when you, like, if you would have went and surprised you, because I could imagine what your face would be like. <laughs> so exciting. So exciting. That's a good surprise for everybody. All right, we're going to finish out the show with some exciting news that the guest hosts have been released for the Candlelight Processional at Epcot during the Festival of the Holidays. Here are some of the hosts for 2022. Edwards James Olmos, Isabella Rossellini, Josh Gad, Gloria Stefan, Neil Patrick Harris, Marie Osmond, and many, many more. Vicky's been at the processional every year since 2013, and she's very, very bummed that she won't be a part of it this year. If anybody wants to take her, let her know. She's available. <laughs> it, but it's seriously, if anybody's going to go to the Candlelight Processional this year, please reach out to us. We would love to hear your thoughts after you have seen it. I know. I'm so bummed, you guys. But I mean, you were just there for a week, and in another how many more days until we're there again? 18 days. Oh, you guys are killing me. <laughs> Come on. Come on, last minute We're trip. We're going to homecoming. Do it, do I think it. you should be able to do a last minute join in for homecoming. Ooh, don't tempt me. Don't mm -hmm. tempt me. I will pull the trigger on something like that. It would be so fun. <laughs> Check out Flights on Frontier. They're super cheap. I know. I'll, I'll, I'll get details from you when we're done with this. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm so sad because Josh Gad and Gloria Estevan, brand new this year. And I've never seen Marie Osmond on there either. And I, for some people, I know that's nothing. But as a child, I grew up watching Donnie and Marie on the um, on television on a, on a variety show. And then the Osmonds family bought a musical show here in Branson. So, and you go to Branson too, so you know that. Um, that's just so cool. I love that they do that. And it made my Christmas every year. And when it came out, I was happy and excited about it. But then I got sad for a second because I realized I will not be there. Aww. But we're going back to do another memory. And that's one of the things that Steph likes to do. And we're going to go to the Christmas in Branson. Silver Dollar City. Oh, yeah. Nice. We, we are going there Christmas Day. So that'll be fun. Are you? We are. Are you also going there on Thanksgiving? Because you always do that, too. Yes, we are. Oh, fun. Yep. We're going to do our double Branson instead of a Branson and then a Disney. It'll be fine. It will be. It's Branson's fun, too. And then I'll be back in Disney in March. So, you know. Racking up yeah. the miles. Yeesh. <laughs> I know. I need to get my pre-TSA because I go to Georgia in November. It's just nuts. It's totally crazy. Anyway, I'm, I feel like I need to switch to the Southwest card instead of the Disney chase. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we want to give a shout out to some of our listeners that have reached out to us. One of them now works with us, Matt. Yay. Um, 
I know. I'm super excited about that. Angela and Lee and Travis and Andrew. And actually, Andrew just joined us as a travel agent. We told you that earlier in the show. Crystal in California, Virginia and Kelly and Kathleen here in Missouri and Ashley and our, I don't know if it's our youngest uh, listener, but I know Mr. Ben has been listening to us for a very long time. So thank you guys so much for listening to us. Thanks for joining us. And if you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can text us at 636-373-4497. And thanks if you stuck through and listened to my voice this whole time and didn't get annoyed. I appreciate you. <laughs> All right. If you want a free quote, you can contact Matt, Vicki, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497 or at yourstorytravel.com. You're just going to go to that drop down and look for one of our names. Be sure to listen to Friday's show. Vicki and Stephanie are going to dish what it's like when they're in a hurricane at Disney World. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains a space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, everybody, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Hurry back. Have a magical day, my friends.